up, he'll stay till the fight's won. G.I. Joe will dare. G.I. Joe. Everybody and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show. We are doing this live on video, but not, I guess, live. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> but this is a video recorded episode of Knowing is Half the Podcast, the G.I. Joe recap show where we're doing Valor versus Venom part two, the middle chunk of the movie. And I'm Ray Stacanus. I'm Robert Clark Chan. I'm Gina Ippolito. <laughs> And and oh, everyone's on their manners now because uh, because we can see each other. This is so much better. We can't see the the hate and sadness in each other's eyes as we talk to each other through broken screens. I mean, honestly, you already like completely trashed the intro. So, like, you know what? We we should get a little ways more into the show before we start. Derailing it's already off the rails. Yeah, we already blew it. This is the first time uh, in a long time that we've been doing video. We're going to start dropping these on Patreon. So if you want to s- see the show while listening to it, I don't know yeah. why you would. Most people, all the parts that get cut out, all the parts that Gina talks about, and then says afterwards, "Guy, hey, you guys, we got to cut that." Not in the video. Listen, the it's not forever. just me. Ray says a lot of problematic stuff. Yeah, I really am actually <laughs> very concerned about this process right now. There's a lot of things I go back and cut out of myself when I realize, <laughs> ooh, that didn't land, and I sound like a monster. Y'all, there's a reason they talk to me like this, and that's because they hear the things you don't. And there's a reason why I was the only one who was really high on this idea. It's true. <laughs> no, well, we should definitely do this video. Come on, it'll be great. It's because also because I you don't. have to do literally the least work of us to do. like Ray has to put up a whole green screen to hide his mm. trash, his yeah. just Oscar the Grouch levels of trash. Mm-hmm. I have to put on clothes. That's, uh, that's already right there. Or big ass. You, you just big literally ass. have to sit in front of a prison wall, apparently. <laughs> oh, you can see the scratch marks where I've listed the days <laughs> that I've had a child. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look. That wall exists. That's just been confirmed. It might not be there, but it's somewhere. <laughs> That's a guarantee. Now, we are talking about Valor versus Venom, which is the sort of the, what do you call it? The mainline uh, short film that they made in 2005 uh, in order to, you know, sell toys like they did. But they thought, let's make some computer CGI animated movies and short films. And uh, the first one we watched, Spy Troops. Second one here, Valor versus Venom. And I remember this era, and I remember when this was really getting pumped out and like advertised. Like Valor versus Venom was sort of the the tent pole they were trying to hang everything on and say, "Let's go." I and do so, not remember this because oh sure, I was drinking and having sex in my twenties, thirties. Jesus, when was this? Two thousand four. One yeah, yeah. one one weekend in twenty eighteen. <laughs> you know what? I, I got all of it in that I needed to, and I was like, "Okay, well, that was fun." Did don't have to do that again. <laughs> Too scary. Uh, I mean, I was doing childish things, but I feel like the GI Joe was something that I'd firmly left behind me. Well, you were only you were you know you were not exactly a full throated GI Joe supporter back then. Anyway. He was a deep throated yeah. GI Joe supporter. Yeah, God damn. I gave uh, <laughs> secrets. I gave away government secrets. <laughs> about gi joe yeah should have never met them in that parking garage to talk about destro <laughs> but i mean you know got it on tape yeah, what are you gonna do? that's how that show started mm. 
And, uh, well, we can just jump straight into the action. I mean, what we've seen so far, I mean, you can always go back and listen to part one. I don't know why you'd be listening to part two when part one was right there for you to start with, but here we are. episode is someone's first episode, Ray. (laughs) It's true, though. That's me doing you. That's my impression. He's my good. Impression no, honestly, I thought I was. I thought you was. You were just playing a recording of myself, but I didn't. I see can't any. tell you guys but, apart at the best of times, and that that <laughs> made it even. It was. It was you imbibed his uh, his essence and spat out yeah. his spirit. That's weird. That's weird. That sounds. I, yeah, I didn't like that at all. One hundred percent. Did not care for that. Uh, to be fair, though, somebody is listening to this episode as their first time, and I'm judging them. Is what I'm trying to say. This is a weird is choice. Is it Why your twenty-year-old coworker? Right there. Uh, how dare he? Not my coworker. We've been over this several times. He's a very I nice care. young man. In, in my mind, he's he's a twenty-two-year-old coworker <sighs> who knows fuck all about anything. But also, no. that happened so long ago. <laughs> I know. Like I'm not even young anymore. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to let it go. Happen. He's going to be 80 years old. When the three of us are, it's been established that the three of us will be recording this at our nursing home on our rocking chairs. No mm-hmm. family in sight, by the way. No, not, none. Not, they have not, given up on not us. Not in the entire state, whatever state we're in. For some reason, I think it might be Utah at this point. Oof, I, would, uh, that, I would not like to end up there. That's the yeah, part only, of this that you don't like. Not the fact that we're alone or in a nursing home. We're you not alone, like Gina. We have each other. That's and true. And the best part that's is true. we can keep doing the same episodes of G.I. Joe over and over again because we'll be forgetting them by the uh, time I, they roll around listen, again. I'm already ready to go back to the beginning Oh, I'm with you. Start again. Uh, I just be- wonder who we're going to get as a co-host, Gina, because you no <laughs> chance not coming back for the return ride. Look, you guys have- know I recently, like two days ago, was like, it might be time for another Marvel rewatch. And you know how I do it. Right. TV shows, episodes of TV shows. I, I, I watched it. One shots, friggin. One to be shots, fair, though, I've now that- twice. I've done it twice now, which means I've watched uh, I've watched Inhumans through twice already. But that stuff's not canon to the MCU anymore, Gina. So I think it becomes shorter because now you don't have to watch like Iron Mm -hmm. Fist and Luke Cage and all that. No, no, uh uh, because because they might not be canon in their. like in the making that they are but there are still easter eggs for hardcore fans like charlie cox is still coming back as daredevil and he's and he's still he's still doing his thing and take a moment to let people know who uh either watching or not watching and just listening um gina when she says "Uh -uh, uh -uh, uh-uh uh-uh like i have a picture in my head uh And it did not include this wagging finger that feels so archaic. It feels like a 50s housewife, uh, just like on steroids. No, uh, I am Italian. This is how we do it. And this is how this is how I pitch, too. When I pitch, there is there's a lot of gesticulating. And if you are against it, you are against my people. I mean, go ahead and say it. Go ahead and say it, Chan. You I were mean, halfway I out. If I have to fight every Italian, I will. <laughs> I will do that. Or You're going to get through like three Italians and then someone is going to put a hit on, on you. I'm I'm calling it now. <laughs> so, also, I have my, my uh, I mean, the whole reason to do videos is to see what mug is Gina using tonight. And tonight it's my Marvel mug. I, you know what? I don't have a G.I. Joe yeah. mug yet. But oh, I will well, by the uh, end of this I, podcast because I have a serious problem about buying mugs. 
<laughs> I have I, I have a podcast for this show. Uh, I think it's I think it's a season one or season two logo mug. Um, oh. When we first got merch, uh, we we're like buying shirts and stuff. So I was like, I could just get a mug of this, and I did. So I got one. Uh, next time I'll know to bring a mug for the camera because uh, I just went to the Magic Castle and go. Oh God, that fucking! I've got the one that Gina bought for me. That says, I'm going <laughs> to poo my pants. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You will never not make me laugh. Best Christmas present ever, uh, even though it will lead to your untimely divorce. No, no, that's the end of it right there. Like, as soon as that's found, it's all it's all over. Um, uh, also, I think we all expected that Ray would have been divorced several years ago. <laughs> untimely doesn't factor in in any way. That'd be yeah, like, oh, yeah, obviously yeah. it should have been already. That is, that's a good point. Anything past day one, he, it's already, he's already broken the odds. Yeah. You know, they, I, I really, people were putting bets on me or Brittany, which one was going to happen first. And, it, you know, sorry, Federline. Gotcha. <laughs> Uh, the, um, surprise, there's a lot, a, quite a lot of G.I. Joe mugs. Oh, um, there's online. no doubt. About it. Well, if you go to Tee Public, you know, uh, you could get anything on yeah. there as a mug. Or Cafe Press. Uh, yeah, I mean, the Tee Public is where that, our store is. <laughs> I'm surprised of uh, G.I. Joe Exotic Classic mug. Exotic and classic. Uh, I'm surprised because I, what the hell is this? Did she slip into a Pornhub hole already? <laughs> it's already gone. No, I'll, hey, I'll post it. Uh, but, but, uh, I, because I am, I, I have a mug buying problem. I don't like clutter. I don't like things, but I buy a lot of mugs. I like to get a mug, at least a mug for every holiday. I've got a star Wars collection that, that shop Disney put out. That is a different planet. It's like Hoth. And then it's like all the things that are on Hoth. And so I can't believe I don't have a GI Joe mug. You know what? Listeners, if you like tweet at us, your favorite GI Joe mug, cause I might buy one. The one that I just found seems to be, a horrible, horrible mashup oh, of, yeah. of Joe what? Exotic and no. GI yeah. Joe, and I yeah. hate it. And we'll have Ray put put a picture of it on the Twitter. Uh, everything about this is upsetting. <laughs> it's uh, very it upsetting. Is, it is. Ray, please put it on the Twitter, and and so people can feel our pain as they listen right. to this. Here's the deal. This is this has become tradition as we record the show now that we just find something random to put on the <laughs> Twitter. As we are recording with no reference level whatsoever. And you have just seen the process that we have. <laughs> yeah, you gotta listen to you gotta listen to every show start to finish. Cause otherwise 80% of our bull crap makes no sense. <laughs> Even if you know it doesn't make sense. You know, to be fair, Gina, people are asking you refs like two weeks after we we do the episode, you have no idea what they're talking <laughs> that's about. That's a good that's a good point. <laughs> to be fair. We have the lost of 80s cartoon podcasts. Like oh, the I references think... don't make any sense. And even if you, like, <laughs> but it might pay off, so keep watching. I think I found my... my favorite one, which is an 8-bit one, which I just put in the chat. I think that might be the cutest. Hmm. Well, let's talk a little bit about, you know, Valor versus Venom. Look, G.I. I mean, Joe mugs are peripherally. G.I. Joe mugs are more related to G.I. Joe than half the crap we talk about on this show. <laughs> okay, well, that is just absolutely true. Uh, absolutely true. There's, there's no fight in that. But uh, so that, when last we left, look, here's the deal. 
Hawk has been captured by Cobra. They're doing animal DNA experiments. Uh, and the Brazil G.I. Joe base was taken over by Cobra as well, where they have what seems to be eventually the catalyst for making everyone turn into animal DNA by spreading the uh, fog through rain clouds, right? That's what we're mm-hmm. going for here. And when we open up with this particular episode, uh, Jinx and Kamakura, a ninja that I do not believe we've met up to this point. Neither of them. Have we met either of them? Uh, well, Jinx is in G.I. Joe the movie. Um, oh, as one of the new trainees. Yeah, she's is one she of the, the trainees one that, like, with fought, Law and Order and she, Big Lob and Tunnel. She Rat. fought blind, like that was her thing, right? That's correct. Yeah, yeah she okay. beat Beachhead's ass, and it I was a wonder. That, was that her, scene is but awesome. Then I didn't want to. I didn't want to assume that the only other Asian woman that we've seen in the show was the same as this one, <laughs> but apparently they are. It is. Uh, it was though. So yeah. Uh, with, with, uh, so Kamakura, they're, they're, what's really crazy about this is like I'm looking at this GI Joe base, and it just looks like a backdrop of Fallout New Vegas. Like, what? Why is this entire compound been like destroyed? Why are, is every window broken? Why does every building look burned out? Why is, <laughs> is there? I mean, it's just crazy to me how unbelievably dilapidated this gi joe base is it's not dilapidated it's they work hard and they play hard and their buildings get destroyed for it i mean every episode of classic gi joe an entire rainforest was destroyed so you can't give these guys a base and not expect them to smash out the windows on day two i mean that's a good point look we've seen what happens to every mayan temple that they've occupied yeah, this base is like Ray's marriage. I'm shocked that it's even still standing at this point. How dare you? How <laughs> dare you? Yeah, um, so they're training, and uh, uh, Jinx gets over on Kamakura. It takes 20 minutes for him to find her, uh, which I thought was interesting. And then she starts walking away, and he like takes her out, and is like, oh, Snake Eyes, did you see? Did you see when I took her out? Did you see that Snake Eyes? <laughs> wasn't that cool when she wasn't looking, and I hit her? Ha, ha, ha. And I'm like, oh, you're kind of a loser. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. This this guy is is like he's kind of a doofus. It's a little bit of a weird character to pitch. Like again, I f- I feel like if you're gonna pitch a brand new character for the sole purpose of like, hey, let's make more toys, they gotta have a hook, and his hook is just I'm like an eager to please idiot. Yeah, like, I, I actually saw, I actually saw a, this this trope before, and it was referred to as crouching tiger, hidden badass, and that it's just the character who doesn't do anything, and you kind of make fun of, and then everything, and then that one moment in a battle happens where they just do something absolutely unbelievable, and then go right back to being a doofus again. Oh, I don't think, I think that that character trope that you're talking about, though, is someone who, like, lays low, like, that you don't really notice. This guy is, like, you know, is, like, a UCB comedian 90% of the time. It's true. And it's just not, it doesn't make for a good character. It doesn't make for a good human being. That's the thing is we, we, we were mad at him. We don't like him the whole time. And then he does the most badass thing in the entire movie. So far. Does he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have yeah, the same Thor face on when you say that. Uh, is it though? Yeah. I'm uh, with Chan on this. I looked up his name. Cause like Kamakura sounds like, Hey, well, what's, what sounds kind of Japanese? I don't know, Kanamakura. Okay, cool. That's his name. Uh, right. Turns out uh, two things. One, uh, it's the name of a uh, one of the old capitals of Japan. Okay, um, Kamakura is a city, so like it'd be like in English, it'd be like if your name was Philadelphia, 
cool, man. That's a great name. Or uh, if you break it down into Kama and Kura, it would mean like um, Sickle Store. Okay. Oh. That's honestly one of the most metal things you could ever have is a sickle not, store. Not like a big old like Reaper scythe kind yeah, of thing. Scythe, like a, yeah. Like a teeny tiny, like basically a little hand axe sized uh, sickle uh-huh. that's used for, you know. Like kind of badass. If there was yeah. a store that only sold those, uh, they'd be making Halloween movies about you. It's a travel size sickle. They let you bring that on a plane. It's uh, kind of a dumb name. I know. Yeah, I don't know if your name I, is I, like- I yeah, I don't like anything about this character. I just think if you're gonna if you're gonna give real estate, like this movie, these this movie is packed with original characters. So if you're gonna give real estate to new characters, they better be fucking weird or dope. And this guy is neither. He's just sort of realistic. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know, one thing is uh, is Snake Eyes shows up and he uh, offers them swords and Jinx takes a sword. She's like, ooh, we're doing sword training. This is cool. And then uh, Kamakura takes uh, Tatsuashi, which is basically the Thor's hammer of ninja swords in that it won't, he can't get it out of its sheath to use it, Mm -hmm. except, you know, we'll find out later. Um, But there's a great moment and, and gosh, I don't even have the picture of it. But Jinx's animation when she's like pointing and she's getting all like in Kamakura's face is absolutely upsetting. It's Ooh. maybe my least favorite animated thing we've seen in the history of G.I. Joe. Ow. Until a little bit what? later on in this episode. So, yeah. yes. Okay, Wait, we'll point it out when we get there because I marked I this specifically as being upsetting. I made Wait, that I don't note. even remember this. Uh yeah, go go back there. Uh, uh, pull it up and check out the video. Like what, like twenty four thirty something around the yeah. That it's, mark. it's the first scene since we started. I'll, I'll try to grab a screen grab for you if you guys want to vamp for a second. And well, really, uh, 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 uh talking about our hero, Kamakura. <laughs> Tim, that would uh, make a good about- audition tape. I don't that that would I would hire you based on that. Look at me, I'm crumping. <laughs> uh, other than uh, the fact that he's terrible. And multiple layers of terrible. Uh, the other thing that I picked up on, though, and I looked it up just now to confirm it, he is a white ninja. Yeah, uh, I assumed he was of, white. Uh, uh, oh, God, who was that American Ninja dude? Uh, American Ninja not, Warrior? Uh, no, it was uh, American Ninja, 80s film. He was a he was a he was a thing. It was a thing. Uh, uh, Michael Dudikoff. Thank you. Thank you. Wait, I do. I know that name. It was called Honky Ninja, right? That was what this movie was in the 80s. I mean, they may as well have called it Honky Ninja. Um, Oh, yeah. Uh huh. Did uh you just remember him because he has dude in his name? No, I looked him up and I was like, oh, yeah, this was like the type of dude that, like, around the same time that I was watching, like, Renegade and Silk Stockings, like, those real sort of, like, oh, we're we're kind of cheaply made, we're a little bit seedy. He was he was one of those dudes. He showed up in a lot of stuff that I watched. Oh, I, did, I was not aware of that. That makes sense. Uh, he found his niche. Yeah, he's, he's, he's very, like, he's, he was a little bit, like, Lorenzo Lamasy. You know, like attractive enough, but accessible kind of thing. I, oh, he's accessible. still, he's still accessible. You know what I love about Lorenzo Lamas? How accessible he seems. He really know, seems I like mean, the like kind of guy was, you can just walk up to and hang out with. Lorenzo Lamas was like attractive, but like he wasn't, he wasn't like movie star 
he, you know, like he, I he don't know. He, he seems syndicated television pretty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, this TV Michael pretty. Dudikoff is still doing stuff, by the way. This guy, he has not had a gap year in his resume. And they are okay, all things enough. I have never heard of. <laughs> he won a, so, Lorenzo Lamas won a Golden Globe nomination for Best Supporting Actor for his work on Falcon Crest. Uh, the character's name is Lance Cumson. Yeah. Boy, it's spelled Jesus. C-U-M. I don't. That is. No, they knew what they were doing. Yeah. Yeah. There's no accident there. Uh, now, I've put the two pictures of Jinx from her poses in our chat. I want to talk about the next scene uh, uh, right away uh, so we don't we don't linger on it. But uh, uh, G.I. Joe finds out a surveillance satellite has gone down in Antarctica. This will this will matter later. Uh, and at this point, Cobra attacks the G.I. Joe base. And based on what I said before, with the fact that these buildings are all bombed out and depleted, why? I mean, I know why, but it just seems like what a dumb thing to do. Hey, let's let's break the thing that's already broken sideways. Michael Dudikoff was in a TV show called Cobra that ran for 22 episodes from 93 to 94. That's probably what I was watching. Michael Dudikoff. (laughs) Isn't that interesting? We're talking about G.I. Joe. It's peripherally related. It's called Cobra. (laughs) I mean, okay, fair enough. Yeah, you know what? You get the end. I was going to take it away, but now I'm going to get back. (laughs) Yes, you are right. You are correct. Um, uh, Storm, the big thing is that this whole attack by Cobra is a ruse. And uh, it's just there to distract him so Storm Shadow can get in and steal Hawk's uh, quantum code card, uh, which is the thing they need for the the ziggurat in Brazil. Uh, In order to run the G.I. Joe rain-making operation, they need the codes. So that's what they're in there doing right now. Mm -hmm. That holds together. Uh, Kamakura shows up. And, uh, you know, uh, Storm's, what I really like about this is Kamakura shows up, Storm Shadow is going to go fight him, and Kamakura's like, I'm going to get you, tries to pull the sword out, can't get it out of the sheath, and because <laughs> Storm Shadow is honorable, he, he laughs a little bit, he's like, all right, and he puts his swords away and fights him with no sword because he has no sword. Ugh. And I'm like, that's the type of honorable villain I can get behind. No, I hate that he humors this doof. I, it, like, I, mean, I, I wish he just chopped his head off. <laughs> to be fair, Tina, he then beats the living shit out of him. So, I mean, he hits him so hard that he starts to push himself up and is just like, it's not worth it. And that's <laughs> stay down. Stay down, he does, bitch. <laughs> he does stay down. And then Storm Shadow leans down, grabs him. It's like, I'm going to whisper in your ear. I'm not going to kill you because I want you to take this message to Snake Eyes. And he whispers it to him. And then Snake Eyes and Jinx are like right behind him. And he's like, oh, well, he heard me. <laughs> I guess you have no purpose at all, actually. That's it's, twice that uh, like complete doofuses get the drop on Snake Storm Shadow, and I'm not a fan of that. Right, yeah. Snake Guy's not a doofus though. Yeah, but he's with Jinx, and like there's two of them. Yeah, Jinx is competent though. We no, like Jinx, co- but competent good. should not be a. I agree. I agree that competent should not be able to beat him. I I like to think like maybe he woke up with the flu that day because it, the alternative is to I don't I don't like what it does to my brain. Yeah, I mean, that. he could know that they're there and not think they matter. I mean, there's something badass about that, I mean, too. The first time he audibly gasps after he pulls the card out of the safe and uh, 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 Dudikoff comes up behind him. He's like, hey, he's like, oh, OK, that was terrible. Yeah, I didn't like that. The storm shadow should always be in control. You're right. You're right. Uh, but then, uh, yeah. And also uh, Snake Eyes starts whipping like 
ninja stars out of his gauntlet. Yeah. And it was I'm weird. Like, I looked this up last week because I was like, oh, these people all have these completely out of place gauntlets on. And they mentioned it a couple of times. Clearly, they're trying to sell this toy, but I couldn't find it. When I looked it up, I would have expected to find something on eBay or, you know, mm-hmm. in the uh, G.I. Joe wikis, you know, like, here's some of the toys. Like, they made a big deal about this gauntlet, and there was nothing. No, it's There's- super wonky. Like, they have all the G.I. Joe team, including Snake Eyes, have these armband things that are like in the NFL when the quarterback has all the plays written on, like, their, their yeah. armband. They just, like, flip it open, and, like, they start looking through plays, except, like, ninja stars come out of it when it's uh, yeah. when it's Snake Eyes. And it's like, and all right, they're yeah, like- you know what? I'm down with that. You got a Rolodex on your arm. Why not? It's like the size of like a a a, a monopoly box, you know, <laughs> it's so a full it's board so game, big. just like taped to your to your forearm. So it's it must be a toy, but I can't find proof of it. Um, if anyone this knows, leads us to tweet it, yeah, sorry, tweet Jan. it, Chan, even though he doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, tweet can't. it, go, you tweet can't tweet Ghost Chan. Chan. Uh, you could try and tweet at uh, AE Doubleback, and I might get it. Or Calder might get it. Who knows? <laughs> you, you'll never know who you're talking to there. That's what Calder wants. Your G.I. Joe messages. Yeah, your G.I. Joe <laughs> runoff. You Actually, Calder probably would be run. delighted, to be honest. Calder's yeah, a he'd probably enjoy it. <laughs> he, he, would enjoy, he would enjoy the messages. Um, in fact, I, I want you to do it. I want you to send AE Double back a whole lot of G.I. <laughs> Joe spam. And then, Chad, don't check it for like three days after this drops so Calder can get it all. I don't check it for like months at a time. I Oh, that's a shame. Uh, this leads us to Storm uh, uh, Storm Shadow escaping. So we have a bike chase, uh, which I thought was really fun. And one thing that I actually noticed about this bike chase, I thought the sound effects of the bikes were excellent. I thought that the, the, the that they did a very, very good job with the bikes matching, and they were, like, making different kinds of noises based on, like, going upstairs or all whatever craziness they were doing on the bikes. I really just made a note because I was like, wow, I really enjoy these sound effects. I... I won't say that they were good, but I will say that there were a lot of them. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. I mean, I thought you were going to play some for us. I mean, it is an audio no, cue. Why would I do that? Because <laughs> we were talking about an audio It's like you're on a freaking BMX. This is a well-oiled machine. Were you riding a horse, Ray? I was going for motorcycle, and then I realized I was doing it wrong, and I just leaned into it. You had your two (laughs) hands together? Yeah, that's how you ride a motorcycle, isn't it? It reminds me of, like, those games, you know, those games that every arcade has that you get in, and you're, like, pretending to ride the motorcycle. They're pretty fun, but they're not worth the $1.25 that they cost. They're, like, $2 Uh, now. I mean, it's outrageous. My kid loves them, and it's worth it, honestly, to... uh to get see the joy on his face yeah i think they're pretty fun but like and and also like they usually have the speakers like behind your head so you really feel like you're woo woo and that's what it sounds like there you go you guys reminded me of a thing i wanted to mention before i forget again uh vincent florio hit us up on the knowing is half the facebook uh group knowing is half the facebook group is that what we're called on facebook that's outrageous (laughs) sounds like it 
we've had it since practically the beginning of the show. That doesn't mean I've I was paying attention. The name, but it's been around for at least six, maybe even seven years. <laughs> That's a really good name. Um, uh, Vincent wants us to know he's catching up on shows, and he says, I have to agree with Ray, which is shocking. How dare you? Uh, <laughs> that the end song for Spy Troops was awesome. So we got that going. For all us. right. All right. Uh, it's the end of days. Someone no, agreed with Ray. That is not what he said. Okay. He said, okay. Go ahead. Chad, what did he say? <laughs> Where I tried to make it so he didn't sound bad. Uh, but go ahead. What did he actually say? Because it took me a minute <laughs> to remember it was called Spy Troops because he, he wrote Soy Troops. He wrote Soy like, Troops. <laughs> yes. what, is, what is Soy Troops? Oh, it sounds delicious. <laughs> I uh, uh, I love it. Yeah, I, I made fun of him in the comments for it, so don't worry about that. That did not escape me, but I was, for the sake of the show, not going to do that. But you can blame Robert Clark Chan for uh, the moment of shame. No, it's because uh, if you uh, watch like, high-protein uh, breakfast cereals, then you get yourself uh, a bowl of uh, fruity soy loops. <laughs> nope, not doing Ooh, it. Um, yummy. So there's an exciting moment that happens with Storm Shadow on his motorcycle. He's not just a ninja. He's a super ninja because he jumps in the air and then blows his exhaust to do a a, a, a double jump um, like he was in a Crash Bandicoot or something. <laughs> it's incredible. Uh, um, what a move. Hold on. I Just before this, uh, I wrote Rocket Bike and I wrote it uh, in a tone. You you probably wouldn't be able to read the tone of my mm. typing, okay. but I assure you that it is there. Uh, that was intensely mocking because <laughs> rocket bikes are stupid and Whoa. absolutely would not function in any way like that. Uh, they tried to make it look super cool, but it just Badass. looks like Pee Wee Herman. I bet your uh, kid would think it was cool. You know, you. Yeah, he's five and he's an idiot. So. <laughs> uh, just before that, though, I was getting really irritated by all of the uh, one-liners that were fly- uh, zinging around as they were a lot, yeah. dog bites in the sky. Uh, yeah, happening and- simul- real quick, happening simultaneously, we have the ninja fights and the ninja bike chases, mm-hmm. and then we also have Wild Weasel uh, and Duke doing dog fighting as part of the actual battle that mm-hmm. was, you know, the 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 uh, distraction for the storm shadow stuff. And I, so I was just going to focus on the ninja and then do that. But Chad, you're bringing it into the table. So let's talk about those yeah. one liners. Let me be honest. Uh, I zoned out. I zone out during long battle things. So that's fair. Yeah. Unless uh, I like, unless they flash a nipple right in the middle or something. I'm, um, I'm just like, it's going to be all the same. I let my eyes glaze over things happen on the screen. And then once the dialogue starts up again, I'm like, where am I? How are you going to catch the nipples if your eyes are glazed over? I assume it would, it would, if it's in my line of sight, it'll wake you her up. My frame. <laughs> you go and you know, there'd be a one quick moment where the cockpit is, you know, swinging by the camera and, uh, you know, Scarlet's like, Bloop, hey, Bloop, and then, well, now we have to rewatch all of G.I. Joe no, to go on do. a nipple hunt. You do. Enjoy nipple that. hunt 2023. Let's and- go. <laughs> So, yeah, like Wild Bill's like, you next stop Vegas. Wild Bill's on a roll. I hear smoke snakes and tasty this time of year. And all this is just dumb and, and horrible and I hate it. But then there's one. Time to subtract some adders. You know what? Subtract some adders. You know what? Okay, I missed that. I missed Time that. To subtract some adders. It's a good like, ass line. 
mo- like math jokes, reptile jokes. It's got everything, you know. <laughs> so you basically, so you got Wild Weasel and Duke. He hits Duke. He shoots him. Duke does a maneuver and hits Wild Weasel and kind of takes him out, which causes a helmet because e- e- basically each one of these Cobra vehicles is like the Millennium Falcon, except instead of Luke Skywalker shooting the little sidecar, there's like a little cute robot. So I guess that makes it more like an X-wing if the X-wing shot with R2D2. My, my metaphors are getting muddled. The point is, is that Duke hit Wild Weasel, which knocked the helmet off of this android and caused it to hit the ground below inside the Joe base. Okay, I think I have I have a theory. Uh, two episodes ago, I believe, was when we watched Kissy Fur. That is correct. And in the first episode of the two terrible episodes of Kissy Fur... There was a sentient robot that lands down in the swamp and it gets turned into a slave by the little kids. And Mm. in the end, he's like, I think I need to go. You guys made me a slave. And (laughs) I I just need to go. I I don't like humanity anymore. I think that that robot. Oh, boy. I think he enlisted with Cobra and got an upgrade. And became overkill. Yeah, yes. Oh shit. Yes. There it is. Yeah, and it makes sense because those kids were so terrible to him that of course he would be like, yeah, I, I, there's an organization that's hell-bent on basically destroying this world of people who enslaved me. Great. Sign me up. Yeah. I, like this all- is going to be my my new goal from now on is to link <laughs> everything back to Kissy Burr or the most recent worst cartoon we watched. Yeah, Kissy Fur was pretty rough, huh? <laughs> G.I. Joe will return after these messages. Nobody beats G.I. Joe. It's the Cobra Imp. Cobra Imp's a tower of rocket power. The rockets separate to lay down anti-vehicle mines. That's why the Imp's so important to Cobra. Nobody beats G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe's Swamp Master. Here's Storm Shadow and Shockwave. Swamp Master's ready for some Cobra chasing. Ripping through the swamp with cannon lasers. Nobody beats G.I. Joe, the real American hero. Swap Masha, Cobra Amp, and Figure Soul separately. Now, back to G.I. Joe. Uh, One moment that I did like here is that that moment that Chan's talking about. Wild Bill and Ace and Slipstream all show up in their jets uh, to be the cavalry, basically, and to sort of turn the tide of battle. And I just wrote down here, hell effing yeah. I loved seeing these three characters uh, brought back to just kick some ass, and it made me very, very happy. Now, uh, cutting back to the rooftop battle, uh, Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow start fighting, and Jinx just shows up and then and then totally Fs it up, and she ends up hanging from the side of the building. No, no, unforced. No, no, no. no unforced. No, no, no. Mm, back up. Uh-huh. Because uh, uh, Dudikoff is like, you help Snake Eyes, I'll take out those jets. Mind you, oh, both badass moment, yeah. motorcycles, <laughs> motorcycles. Don't worry about that. And okay, fine. They're jumping over roofs and stuff, and there's a little bit of rocket action, and and f- that is what it is. But if you're on a goddamn motorcycle, I don't care how much of a ninja you think you are, mm-hmm. you don't go attacking planes, or yeah. you don't go saying, I will take care of those planes. You'll say, you know what? I'm going to try and do what I can. This is a lost cause, but, you know, we need to, Uh, we are desperate straits. We'll come back to that in just a second because, uh, (laughs) yes. Then. Yes. Jinx 
F's it up, as you say. He just absolutely just rolls a one and uh, just hangs from the side of the building for no good reason. And that made me so mad. Yeah, I didn't like that. Because she's A, a ninja, B, a member of G.I. Joe, and if you can't do a single pull-up, uh, they needed to do something like uh, her leg got mangled or somehow the... Uh, um something on the motorcycle caught onto her, you know, belt. And so now like she's holding this extra weight, but no, she's just hanging on the edge of a roof and can't get herself up, which is, yeah, no, it's terrible. So looks weak. Scarlet, Scarlet could like German suplex the mountain from game of Thrones, but yeah. I'm to believe that Jinx can't pull herself up the side of a building after she's already grabbed onto it. Yeah. Did not like that plot point at all, but here she is, you know, she failed her saves and it was and- a plot point because that's then it's like storm shot. I was like, ah, I can get away now. Cause you yeah. snake eyes have to help your uh, friend student, whatever. And he's right. And- just like justify it. Give us something. Yeah. Maybe she worked out who... extra hard the day before and she's sore. That's huh. it. You know, she could barely comb her hair after the shower because her arms just have a hard time lifting. We've been yeah, there. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah, thank you. Um, you know how long ago that was for me, Gina? I made a reference to combing my hair. <laughs> I assumed you meant pubes. Oh, I mean, I can't get it up that high. Um, <laughs> did To be fair, though, this jinx moment, did lead to two badass moments in a row because Snake Eyes goes over to help her and he's trying to like pull her up. They're, the fire bat things are like shooting down at them and he's just no looking with his sword, knocking all the lasers away behind him as he helps her up. That was <laughs> badass. And then the moment of the episode, as far okay, as I'm concerned. It's not a goddamn lightsaber. A <laughs> sword lightsaber. shouldn't be deflecting lasers or it's bullets. A, but it is a laser, and he's deflecting with the sword. Makes perfect sense. And then Kamakura and then takes his... Double. This shit goes crazy. It's so awesome. The fire bat is zooming over the two buildings. Kamakura launches himself with the bike, jumps off of his bike, pulls out the sword Tatsuashi. He's able to pull it out. Hacks... The entire wing off the fire bat in one go lands on the roof and and unfortunately that's awesome. That is awesome. That mm-hmm. is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. That is straight out of Goemon from Lupin the Third. That is some badass s. You, and, but the problem no. is that dude is going to go to a bar after this and he's t- going to try and use that to get some puss and he's going to do that for the next twenty years. He's going to be like, that's fine. He deserves it. Do you know he who I am? It- or he did it as soon as he got off, sat back down again. Yeah. Like, hey, <laughs> nigga, this you did, Jinx. You want to give me a boat? You want to give me a handy? That's an awesome thing that I did. Oh, yeah. I can't get the sword out of the shit. Wow, all he asked her was a handy shoot higher, buddy. No. I mean, I'm just saying, like, you're right, Shannon. Like, he does, to me, one of the most badass things we're going to see in this movie, and then immediately follows it up by being an idiot. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. well, that's the character. That's the character. And you know what? That's a thing. It's not my favorite thing, but it's a thing. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like him. I think he's a boring character. He's too real. Um, this cuts over to high tech, uh, who we remember from Ninja Battles. Uh, he found the helmet that fell earlier. Remember when we talked about that? He found the little robot helmet. And he's he's kind of making gags about it, which I thought was kind of fun. Pretending like he's going to do a puppet show with it or some weird shit. And then he's like, no, I'm just kidding. We're just going to analyze it. and It's going to be great. Like, yeah. Why not? Uh, cut back to the team in Brazil. 
Uh, they their whole vehicle has been just destroyed, and they're like, uh, "Are we are we gonna have to rebuild this vehicle?" And they're like, "Well, we're gonna rebuild it, but it's not gonna be the same as it was before." And I'm like, "Ooh, go on! This is like Oper- Operation Weapons Disaster: Find Your Fate book, where they merge the tank with the helicopter and the motorcycle all in one vehicle. That's what they're about to do on this island in Brazil, and I am here for it." <laughs> Uh, it, another like very clear uh merch sell there. Like, oh, it's a, it's a jeep that turns into a a hovercraft or whatever. Like, I'd buy that. Awesome. All right, that's into it. Yeah, that's fine. They, they also do a weird plot point and say, "Oh, we're be- I think we're being followed by something," but we don't get back to it in this episode. So don't worry about it. Maybe no, that'll pay it, off. Maybe it won't. All the robots that uh, they're chasing them onto the water. Um, oh, okay. Which didn't make much sense because, like, if they had to reconfigure this thing, like, if they can hear them that close, they're about ten feet away and they don't have time to do jack shit. Uh, yeah, okay, that does pay off later. Okay, thank you for that. I did. I was not. I thought there was going to be like some sort of like weird. You know, GI Joe will do this thing where they'll just be like in in some remote location and then just some like ancient like chupacabra monster will jump out at them. And yeah. then they'll just have to fight it. And then it'll just go away and we'll never talk about it again. I kind of yeah. thought one of those moments was about to happen, but it didn't. Uh, I would I would enjoy a new character more if he was a chupacabra or thought he was a chupacabra. Well, I got good news for you later in this episode, Gina. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. What you're suggesting is a, is a human being. And the only thing that makes him distinctive as a G.I. Joe is that he sucks goats at night. <laughs> like it's not any weirder off. than some of the other ones. I would argue that he would probably possibly be the most weird G.I. Joe character yet. <laughs> no, it'll be cool because Chan, uh, because he could probably have really good vision, like night vision, so we can see the goats at night. Mm-hmm. So we should give him a good name, like, you know, Goatsy. <laughs> yeah, all right. Now you're on board. <laughs> <laughs> I it was such a weird pull for Ray that I'm like, yeah, okay, sure, go see. <laughs> you want to you want to you want to encourage him like a five year old? You want to be I'm like about to go good. lemon party next? So That's here we are. Good, no, Ray. I know. Good I job. Know. Nurture your creativity, child. Here's the thing: uh, uh, if really Ray annoying. ever goes too far, if he you know like uh, brings up Goatsy a second time, then I'll just. Drop the link on his uh, wife's Facebook page. <laughs> say, Ray wanted me to show you this. I don't know why. Talk to him about he it. Won't shut, he won't shut up about it. No. Chad, you deleted your Twitter. How about deleting your Facebook next? Can we get you on that? <laughs> I still need some leverage here is the thing. I mean, fair enough. Um, okay, High Tech has analyzed the helmet now. He finds the Cobra base. It's in Antarctica. Uh, Ice Station Zulu. Interesting. And um, yeah. Uh, I, what I kind of enjoyed this little moment between uh, Frostbite and Dusty, I believe it was. Uh, were those the two? Uh, no, it was High Tech and Heavy Duty. Excuse me. They were having a music battle over the radio of their vehicle uh-huh. because what we've done here for this sequence, and it's fun, they've paired a ice troop with a non-ice troop and let the hijinks ensue. So you've got Dusty with Frostbite, and they're arguing over the thermostat because everything is too cold for Dusty, but everything is too hot for Frostbite. That's fun. And then high tech heavy duty high tech wants to play this like nine inch nails like metal stuff, and uh, heavy duty wants to play classical music, which I thought was kind of a fun fun game. Uh huh. And yeah, and uh, I'm just I'm okay with it. And then uh, high tech pulls the correct trump card, 
which is uh, driver picks the station, dude. Driver picks the station. Now, why, when it's why terrible, high tech is though. driving the snow vehicle instead of heavy? I guess heavy duty is not really a snow troop either. So my my metaphor breaks down. But um, yeah, fair enough. High tech. To be fair, he's right. High tech should get to choose. But then Duke shuts that shit down and says, no, 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 no. Just why are you blasting heavy metal music over the comms? Yeah. What are you doing, right. high tech? That's right. kind of a dick move. Yeah. yeah. Uh, cut to Cobra, uh, who's like, they're like, G.I. Joe, Cobra Commander. Hey, Cobra Commander. G.I. Joe is outside our Arct- Antarctic base. They're about to attack us. Would you like us to just abandon the base? And Cobra Commander, it's just like, no. <laughs> and I love him for this. And I'm I absolutely I'm- love Cobra Commander. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's no, there. I, Cobra Commander is so Cobra Commander in this movie, <laughs> and it just brings me joy yeah, every I time. Do dig and it. he was okay. He was okay in Spy Troops too, honestly, and he's even more so here. Mm-hmm. I just I dig what he's doing. He's just a weirdo, and 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 everybody's just having to manage him because it's his company. And I just you know, there's probably a parallel we've made before about this. <laughs> probably, just yeah. saying. Uh, he's no unleash the snow wolves on them, and a whole bunch of Cobra snow wolf vehicles like pop out to attack GI Joe. Cool thing happens. This is very GI Joe. The animal troops that we've been talking about already. The Cobra's been fusing. Cobra's been kidnapping random people, not even like combatants, random people from their homes, subjecting them to animal DNA and essentially converting them into animal troops uh, with forced DNA. I and like so, it because this is this is appropriately evil. Like, I think sometimes yeah. like sometimes Cobra's plans, I'm like, ah, all right, you could I wish you would be more evil a little bit but and this is like i I mean i know that they're gonna make it okay because they're gonna have a cure or something they're gonna really puss out instead of saying like no those although a lot of times in this episode i was like oh that dude dead like there's no like like they they straight up are like oh crap we need to kill these mutants and I was like, well, that's that's one person that's never getting turned back. That's a that's yeah. a baker and a father of two who just <laughs> who just got electrocuted in the ocean and drowned. Yeah, it's not good. It's not they do not treat them well. Actually, I'm not clear of those things in the water. We, we can talk about them when we get I there. I think they might be robots. What? And oh, it doesn't I, make any sense. Oh, I think okay. those are like a mutant black lagoon robots. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. So they. Oh, okay. Oh, that's later on. Though we'll get there when we get there because right now we just have the regular animal troops and uh, uh, the ninjas and Duke are going to go inside the base. They ask high tech, heavy duty, dusty, and frostbite stay here and just fight the animal troops. Hold them off. Give us ten minutes. That's all we need in this base. And uh, just fight them as best you can. And these animal troopers are kind of they're kind of good. They're, they're kind of like taking care of GI Joe a bit until GI Joe decides to stop messing around. They got a real rage zombie kind of vibe to them. I don't yeah. recall if uh, that was a thing back in what two thousand four, two thousand six. This was. Yeah, uh, I, I see them as sort of like feral vampires. When they kind of got that kind of vibe. Twenty eight days them. later was the first time I remember. Yeah, well, because they're doing a thing. 2002, like, so it was it was a okay. thing. Yeah, because yeah. they're like uh, climbing all over the tr- uh, cars yeah. and trying to like bash yeah, on that, them. Yeah, uh, reaching and rah, 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 so trying to tear things off of it. It was cool. Yeah, it, it was fine. Yeah. Um, and so GI, so the other the four the ninjas and Duke go to the front of the Cobra base, and I, you know, Chan, you're gonna love this because they use this amazing new technology for their vehicles called remote control. <laughs> And they remote control the vehicles to uh, attack these bats. And they just they go to town on those bats. The bats blow up the vehicles, but the vehicles have wormed their way inside the bats formation, blowing out everybody. 
Uh, yeah. And I thought I thought that was cool. I, I liked it. I feel like they could have just continued to roll over the bats because there was nothing stopping them. Uh, and yeah, they self-destructed to, I guess, take out the bats. But I, I feel like they're already doing such a good job. Why not keep going? Yeah, don't worry about that. Uh, and, and and do you have any comments about when Duke goes full John Woo? <laughs> I loved it. I I'm have, not going to lie. I absolutely loved it. No comments other than the, those bats were shoddily made. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They have just crumpled when a guy pulls out two pistols. Oh, like he's so like great. odd. Like this is this is right in the 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 wheelhouse for when uh, the John Woo movies were really st- coming to America, you know, uh, or they they he had come to America, he'd made his mark, you know, Broken Arrow, I think, it, you know, is out by this point, uh, and he was really getting it done. And so watching Duke do the thing that, that was happening in every video game around this time as well, every Resident Resident Evil Code Veronica is the one I'll remember as the main characters are just doing John Woo shit the entire game in every cutscene, and it's delightful. Uh-huh. So Duke all of a sudden turning the corner with two pistols in slow motion, doing a dive and gunning them down. I got, when it happened, I like sat up in my chair and I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, really? I mean, We're doing uh, this. I love it. Uh, there were no doves flying behind him. So you I did miss out okay, on that. Yeah. No points at all. Fair. They should have had the doves. Without the doves, is it really John Woo? Uh-huh. It's just Woo-esque. Um, come back to my new favorite character, Overkill. Oh yeah, this iteration of Overkill is so God rad. Best. Chan, talk to us about Overkill. Uh, he's just he's just bitching and moaning the whole time, <laughs> just Sorry. undercutting everybody's fucking organics. Like, yeah, okay, I'll fucking open the the cylinder for you, like it's gonna do any good. <laughs> You know, he uh, reminds me of a Marvin the Paranoid Android from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Uh. <laughs> That's really the vibe I get from him because it's just like, oh, you want me to park the car? Sure, I'll park your car. I'm designed for so much more, but why don't I just park your car? Here, let me see if I can uh, see if I got anything. <laughs> and all of this. Oh, I love you. Open the cylinder. Now, General Hawk. For the tap, a maximum venomization for the the bioextractors from the National Zoo, all of them! But I've never put that much venom into a single subject. He might become too powerful, even for the fang blade. I said all of them, now! Well, let me let me talk about this moment really quick because I actually had this marked as a sound poll because Cobra Commander absolutely loses his mind and I love him <laughs> for it. In that he's basically like, okay, we've been injecting them with one type of animal. Now, why he would choose Hawk to inject with literally every type of animal that they possibly have. And I would also mention, these aren't just regular animals. These are alpha animals. Mm -hmm. They actually searched far and wide at the zoo to find the best example of the species and take that DNA. And they pump everything into Hawk. Uh, and it's incredible. Again, I mentioned it last time, but uh, very serpentory. This is a this this is a Serpentor moment. It absolutely yeah. is. Yes. I don't have a problem with that. I, I nope. think uh, it was a fun uh, thing before. Let's do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're looking for the biggest alpha, even though for at least since as far back as this cartoon, the myth of the alpha animal had been dis- disproved. Um, even if you were looking for an alpha animal, the best of its breed or whatever. You know where you wouldn't find them? In a goddamn zoo. <laughs> in a zoo. That That's is correct. They got caught 
they were not the alpha. Yeah. In <laughs> fact, they're they're actually zoo animals tend to get a little lazy because they're yeah. used to people feeding them. Mm. Yes, uh, I did think that as well. Um, uh, Duke and uh, Kamakura are being held by boa constrictor DNA people. So they have mm-hmm. boa constrictors so they can hold them real tight and they can't get away. And I was like, oh, that's clever. All yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm into that. Makes okay. sense. That's how things cool. work. Here's cool the clip I was looking for. And then it takes us to overkill. Open the cylinder. Open the cylinder. Open the cylinder. Consider it done. <laughs> for all the good it'll do you. Yep. <laughs> he's great. Uh, he's great. And so they zap, uh, they zap Hawk with this, uh, with this device. They close his cylinder so he can like mingle in the juices or whatever. They're doing marinates in the DNA. I don't know exactly how science works. Um, oh, and also, basically yeah. nothing happens. Duke is, uh, uh, he explains the whole thing about how, uh, they, they took people. You're taking people from their homes, parents from their children. You're a, a monster. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a monster. This so you want to drop an F-bomb right there? You know, I guess you get one per movie. <laughs> it is. It is. He does. He pauses like he's going to come up with something really good. Really good. Yeah. And they're bad guys. Like, uh, I mean, obviously it makes no sense. Like, it doesn't make sense on a, a, a if they justify it by Cobra Commander saying like, OK, look, uh, as part of uh, this uh, policy of stochastic terrorism, we're uh, pulling people at random, especially people who have a lot of uh, social connections, you know, uh, um, real family people and that sort of thing, uh, just to make random and scary and like frighten people. Sure. Um, like, okay, I get it. But it's, it seemed like they just pulled them at random just because yeah. kind of like the animals, like none of it really made any sense, uh, but not in a scary way, like a, like they're idiots kind of way. Mm-hmm. So I I wish I they'd I tighten know. that up a little bit. These animal troops they do kick some butt. I mean, you know, we've seen them be pretty successful so far. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what I do like here is that the gas isn't working. Hawk isn't changing, and nope. nobody knows what to do. And um, Overkill immediately is like, "Hold on, let me get my jumper cables and hook them up to this pod, and I'll create a magnetic induction field." Mindbender never attempted. Never attempted. Never attempted. As usual, Mindbender, you put too much faith. Too much faith. Organics. <laughs> Organics. When what is needed is a mechanical solution, like my supercharged magnetic induction fields. Induction. Uh, I, he's badass. Most of y'all are too young to remember Max Headroom. Um, uh-huh. n- not just like the Pepsi spokesman, but like the actual TV series, which was so friggin' good. Mm-hmm. And like what uh, most people don't realize is that that wasn't uh CGI. They put friggin' makeup on Matt Frewer and he just had to do all of this stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, they did some, some they did, editing tricks and stuff uh, like that, but yeah, but basically like uh, so much of it was just Matt Frewer uh-huh. giving a hell of a performance. And I feel like I, I, I should have looked up uh, the voice actor for this, uh, but like the, the dude doing overkill is just nailing it. Yeah. He is my favorite. Uh, we seen we've, we, we, I asked this last time, but have we seen him before this? He was, he was a Deke era villain, but he wasn't cool like this. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, this is my favorite of the like new uh, quote unquote new characters. Yeah. Well, 
so what, what ends up happening here is, uh, and there's a great moment here. He says, at least he isn't boring, uh, which just made me laugh. You know, <laughs> enjoyed that. Uh, here we go. Uh, because we basically get wreckage. I mean, let's just say what happens. Hawk undergoes the thing. It actually works when uh, Overkill hooks up the jumper cables, and he turns into what I can only refer to and I wrote down here as Giga Chad because he's basically Kevin Nash's Diesel in his prime. Yeah. Except with a little bit of like a burn face. And I'm like, he's basically wreckage from G.I. Joe Extreme who, you know, uh, underwent an experiment and now he's this like super beefy, you know, Giga Chad. And uh, 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 his name is Venomous Maximus now, General mm-hmm. Hawk is. Uh, he, uh, I, what I love about this is Cobra Commander is just like, okay, you're going to work for us and be our best trooper. And he's like, that's not how this is going to work. Actually, all of these Venom troops, all these animal troops you put together, those are my troops now. And I'm going to work with you, not for you, with you until such time as I deem this relationship doesn't work anymore. Then I'm taking my animal troops. I'm getting out of here. And then he like throws on a cape and Cobra Commander's like, all right, that works too. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> like, yeah, this is all fine. I like all of this. I just don't understand what Cobra Commander thinks thought he was trying to do because like if he perfect soldiers. all he had no but he's not if he was trying to make the perfect soldier that would make sense but he's trying to create a general he's trying yeah. to create someone to command troops yeah. which doesn't make any sense because he's the only one that thinks he can command troops that's the he, thing this is a retelling of Serpentor story. If Cobra Commander was trying to create his number two and he did all this to create Serpentor, except that Serpentor is better than he is. And so he got usurped, right? That's yeah. the general story we're telling as opposed to his own team tries to find someone better than him. It's uh, just a different take on the same story. Well, I liked the his team like screwing him over better. But sure. in this case, what they should have done is made him try to find a super soldier. If you're just trying to make someone who's super strong, okay. yeah. great. And then it turns out he's also super smart and he's actually way better at you and everything. Then that makes a little more sense. And there's, you know, you get to play a little more of that hubris game. But this is just like a dumb thing to be trying to do because if you succeed, you've you've boned yourself. Like there's you're right, no- but, he, but his hubris doesn't allow him to think that's possible. He thinks that whatever he creates, he can control. And that's, uh, of course, a character flaw, which is what makes, you know, villains interesting. Eh, I think they could have made him more interesting uh, because then he wouldn't be as dumb. Like, have character flaws, but don't be an idiot. I don't think he's dumb. I just think he, he thinks too highly of himself he's as a leader, which is on brand for Cobra Commander. Um, cut back to now this uh, this upset me a little bit we cut back to the gi joes fighting the animal troops and could you give me some sound pulls of this fight because all i could hear was upset puppy noises <laughs> yeah i heard that we can lose these guys in the steam cloud <laughs> yeah they're, yep. they're yeah. punching them and it's just sad puppy noises it was yeah. very upsetting I, yeah i didn't like it i didn't like it I did not care for that at all. And that's really all that happens here. So we keep going on. And I just have a note here. Does Dr. Mindbender have a little speech or something he says immediately after that puppy dog combat scene? Because uh, I have some thoughts on it, but I'd like to just hear a moment first to set it up. Uh, I, I feel like Venomous Maximus does. You are weak, Duke. You have no chance against me. 
Just as your pathetic forces will have no chance against mine. Oh yeah, he's destroying him. His minimized troops. That this dude looks. He reminds me a lot of like the character design and his voice remind me of the. Was it GI Joe Extreme? You're talking about wreckage. Yeah, I guess that was yeah. him. Yeah, the dude From that like, Joe was experimented on, and he thought he didn't realize that it was Cobra that experimented on him, or or yeah. Claw yeah. Scar, whatever they were called. Yeah, it was a great point, especially when I made it ten minutes ago. <laughs> uh, on this show, I, I, except I said no, it, uh, Gina. Better remember when? Remember when I said it ten minutes ago? <laughs> How dare you both? Good point. That's uh, a good point, Chan. God dang it. You're uh, right, guys. This doesn't feel good at all. <laughs> he looks like Goliath from uh, Gargoyles. Which he is- does. He does oh, look like yeah, Goliath. That's yeah, a good yeah. poll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wrote down here. I understand now why Chan hates this version of Dr. Mindbender so much. It's because this version of Dr. Mindbender is just too much like Robert Clark Chan. It's a little too Whoa. real. It's a little too real. Them's fighting words because this. I'm looking at his mannerisms. I'm looking at his turns of phrase. Oh, uh, and I'm just up. like, there's a lot of Robert Clark Chan in this Dr. Mindbender or vice versa. Uh, so what I hear you say is that you want to fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Chan will be uh, at your uh, garbage packed garage in about two minutes. <laughs> there are a lot of G.I. Joe characters. Many of them execrable. <laughs> many of them just the worst. That you could compare me to, but comparing me to this Dr. Mindbender, oh, them's fighting words, boy. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I'm watching him move around. I'm looking at the way he interacts with people, and I just, I, th- I think I see why you're so angry about this character. It's hitting just a little bit too close to home. That's what I, and I think your reaction proves it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what character you remind me of? A piece of shit. <laughs> it's uncanny. Right? <laughs> Well, there's our poll for the uh, for for video poll for the uh, Facebook feed. Um, <laughs> um, okay, so uh, we go back to GI Joe base, and Scarlet's the one in charge right now with Duke and Hawk both gone. And I thought that was kind of cool. And she's uh, you know she's doing the thing, she's running the show, and she meets up with Talbot. And uh, you know Talbot, he was the veterinarian we met at the zoo, and uh-huh. he said, "I'm going to follow these guys." Who we, uh, we if you look on our Twitter feed, is it in the Twitter feed? We we yes, posted it a, we posted a very weird looking toy version of him. Oh, and today I went on eBay and bought a toy version of Talbot. <laughs> I found an eBay auction for ninety nine cents, and I got it for ninety nine cents, y'all. I thought That's he bid four bucks. Way. I thought that bid said four bucks. With no, four dollars shipping, with so five five dollars total. Got it. Four dollars, four hundred percent more for the shipping. <laughs> That's fine. Voice. Listen, Chan, we all make a little bit of money now. We can afford five dollars for a GI Joe figure <laughs> that we really want. I'm sorry, that's just the way it works. Yeah. Um, the problem is that you want that figure. I do want that. I wanted him after this scene because I laughed so hard. It's maybe my favorite comedic bit that they did <sighs> because Scarlet sort of accosts him from behind when he's trying to spy. Hold he on. turns around and grabs her Hold arm on. and she says. You're using a kung fu grip on me? Ah, and then she Joe beats his ass. I loved the G.I. Joe with Kung Fu Grip send up. That was delightful. God uh, dang, that made me happy. And immediately I was like, I gotta buy a Talbot now. Okay, here's what's gonna happen. Y'all are gonna pull up the uh the YouTube there, 
and I want you to scrub to 49.50. Well, we're getting right to the end of the episode. Uh, sorry, 40, 44.59. 44.59 oh. is where I want you all to go. And you at home can follow along, too. Go ahead to uh, uh, the G.I. Joe link, G.I. Joe Valor versus Venom, the movie, 2004. Scrub to 44.59. Go ahead and mute it. And we can talk about it uh, as it plays. Uh, okay, I'm looking at it right now. She's got so okay. to set it up. She's now turned it around. Mm-hmm. She's got Talbot up against the wall. She's yeah. got a knife to the back of his neck, and she's like basically like making fun of him. Now, just just watch the just the pristine animation on her face, uh, all of the movements that she makes. Uh, basically, everything that makes this the worst animation in the history of animation. I don't hate it. The emotions on, oh God, Talbot's face is pretty, okay, and here we go. Here goes the the worst Shrek animation. Wait, what was uh, the what was the time code that you said? 45. Oh, are you, I was, I was narrating the whole thing and you're still not even there yet? I, it, I, it I was t- watching along with you, Chan. I respectfully disagree. Going slow. I see what you're saying about Scarlett's talking animation here. She's got kind of a wry look on her face. It's not uh, the best thing I've ever seen, but it's fine. This is not any worse. Oh, is it the extreme close-up of her Wars. face? Yes. Yeah, that is. It's terrifying. It. Her eyes are like weirdly skin colored. Yeah. Okay. It's, fair. I hate it. Mouth I, moves ugh. in unholy ways. It is the ugliest thing I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> I actually like when I saw it, I was like, Jesus, her like the just the coloring is off and it's just gross and weird. And her eyeballs are super gross looking and weird looking. And I hate it. And also, I don't, it looks like she's wearing a bad wig this whole time. Like yeah. the hair just looks unnatural and. I don't think it's a coincidence that uh, this and the other horrible animation that we pointed out earlier, Jinx, are both women uh, amongst the only women that are being animated. And we treat them like goblins. (laughs) (laughs) Disgusting, uh, animatronic, weird. They're super animated because I guess like Oh, women are emotional or something. And so they have to be doing kind of like Gina's um, uh, <laughs> weird Italian gestures, only if <laughs> done by a homunculus or some sort of like marionette. Like, oh, what? I can't believe you would do that to me. And here's where <laughs> yeah. you really should get on the Patreon because the visuals that I'm making are, I mean, <laughs> that was tough hits. But, the, but was they do perfection. give her yeah. quite a prominent butt crack in this. Through her through her suit, in real it, prominent it, butt it, crack. That was... Now, I, I put my favorite screen grab in our <laughs> chat if you guys want to take oh, a look at that. that screen grab is wow, so hilarious. It does look like Shrek. It looks it like she. It deal. looks like uh, she is sucking. Right. She looks like she's sucking in a nose booger, <laughs> and is going. <laughs> and poor Talbot's over here. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's straight up getting pegged. Unceremoniously. <laughs> no, she's about you to hop a luger into his ear. All right, I'm putting I'm putting that screen grab up on the Twitter as well as we record this. Oh, oh my no. god. 
So guys, go ahead and uh, go ahead and check that out. On, uh, <laughs> you can see the pictures we're talking about. Um, anyway, yes, uh, 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 I do like you know Talbot's like, look, you, they stole Cobra stole my DNA samples, and she's like, well, how do we know you're not here to like cause stir shit up? And he's like, this, what are you talking about? Me being here with information about the DNA that they stole is is basically like, how could you even doubt me? Who else would do that except somebody who wants to help you? And she's like, you know what? That is a very good point. <laughs> Nobody else would do that. Nobody, period, would do that. Go ahead. You're a member of G.I. Joe now. And I'm like, all right, that's how it works. Yeah. That's how it works. That's um, traditionally how you were uh, jumped into the gang. That's it. Um, you know, you just got to be at the right bar and then create like a, 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 a sand boat. That's how Shipwreck got in, mm-hmm. you know. And Dusty, remember, he was just repairing Joe Team's fridge when they uh, they let him <laughs> in. So that's, that's what happens, you know. Uh, so we go back to Brazil. The Joe team, uh, the Joe teams meet up there. The shipwreck uh, nautical team meets up with the tunnel rat uh, uh, gung ho team, and uh, uh, there's they're meeting on the water uh, because they're being you know chased by bats uh, on the land, and the bats can't go in the water. And they're like, okay, we're safe here. And we meet up with electric eels, I guess is what they're called. I they're f- cobra eels, but they're robots, and they're like they have electricity. Okay, I'm trying to figure it out because all of the bats stop, and I'm like. Well, that makes sense. The robots, but yep. they make a big deal about saying like, "Oh, why are they stopping? There must be something in the water." Yeah. Uh, they do. They do. They do that twice in the, the episode. Water. They they foreshadow it quickly, which is dumb. But also, then that made me think like, "Oh, there's gonna be some cool like huge sea monster or something like that." Second no, chance at a chupacabra event. The, <laughs> it's these things that uh, okay. They seem like robots, but it didn't make sense how they were just like getting them to shock each other uh if you're a a robot to built to be in the water getting shocked by short circuits maybe they weren't robots let me let me i mean let me look at here's the thing i legitimately thought that they were like humans whose dna was mixed with either eels or sharks or eels and sharks i was just assuming that all of the weird things we saw were people who had been mutated that makes you know sense. what? These yeah. might be people who are mutated. Yes. Like I'm looking at it right now. Thank you. And that's Honestly, what I'm, I'm talking I'm changing about. My if mind they, on this because they have claws. Yeah, and that's what I'm talking about. If they are people who have been mutated, they are dead. <laughs> like because the Joes basically they they figure out that if you if you if they're touching and you electri- electrify them that they sort of short circuit. And then they like sink in the water and they're on the open ocean at this point. So these things are sinking in the water. Those humans are now dead. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's not good. Uh, But they are wearing they're wearing breathing apparatus. They are wearing scuba gear. So maybe they're not quite dead. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, all you need is some some ocean pressure and it doesn't matter what you're wearing. You're going to (laughs) die. We are burying the lead here, though. This is Polly's hero moment for Gina. Yeah, I, I was. Ve- it was very tense between this and the punching dogs scenes. This yeah, is a tense, rough. tense episode for animal lovers. <laughs> Polly, want a cracker? <laughs> Come on, that bird. <laughs> Fucking addict. <laughs> oh my god. It's probably the only thing they let him eat. It's the only thing they let him eat, probably. You ever suck dick for cracker? <laughs> yes. Uh, 
<laughs> oh shit. <laughs> We're learning a lot today. <laughs> Look, keyboard clubs are dope as hell and you do what oh, you got to yeah. do. Yeah, oh so buttery. Yeah. Oh. Uh but yeah, the fact that like they had Polly uh carry out an an electrified wire and then somehow electrified the two electric eels under the water. Yeah, it was uh, weird. In a way. They, won. they won the battle. They were able to use their own electricity power against them to electrocute each other, which if you have an electricity power, that usually means you can't be electrocuted. Yeah. Uh, and also, uh, if you have mm-hmm. like an electrified wa- uh, cable underwater, it's, <laughs> it only hurts one person, and that's the person you plug it into. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Look, there was a lot. There were some aspects of this I did not care for. Uh, this battle, I would put chief among them. Uh, didn't love it, but whatever. It gave us Polly, and that makes me happy. Fair. You know, and this takes us to the final scene we're going to get to in part two, uh, which is awesome. Uh, Venomous Maximus, he's now wearing a full cape uh, or a half cape. It's, he's wearing an M. Bison cape. It's delightful. And he meets up with Overkill, who commands the bat troops, and Venomous Maximus uh, commands the animal troops, the, uh, what do they call them? The Viper Venom troops. And they basically have a little a meeting of the minds. And, uh, he says like overkill, you know, you seem like you're not an idiot. Uh, obviously you're not appreciated here. What say when the time is right, me and you just get our troops and we mutiny this shit and overkills. Like I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> <laughs> I am beyond ready for this moment. Yes. Yes, Giga Chad, we will do that. <laughs> and then that's where we're going to stop right there. That's going to launch us into part three. That's a good exit point, I thought. Wait, yeah. can I just say that there is, I have a note and I have no idea where it, where it comes in, but at some point the Cajun dude strokes his goatee and says, Gung-ho. Mm, yeah. in such a disgusting way that I almost <laughs> I punched this. my computer. <laughs> I must have blocked it, it out. It's, I have it's no when memory. they're like discussing if they can fix the fix the truck and things like that. They're oh, okay. like, are we gonna have to fix this? And he's like, mm. and I'm I'm gonna do it right right to camera here. He goes, mm. <laughs> and then he sniffs his fingers. Oh gross. <laughs> that last part he might not have done, but in my mind he did it. <laughs> it feels like he did it even if he didn't do it. Yeah, I, I did not like it. And it's like the only time he's in this section of this. I, I mean, I realize that the whole movie is a movie and we're chunking it into into chunks just willy nilly. But this is it's like his only scene in this chunk. And I was like, there's that motherfucker again, his stupid accent. And then he did that. And it was like his one line. And I was like, God, I hate you. yeah i don't remember that at all but i can see how that would have an impact on you yes i absolutely could Mm -hmm, see that mm -hmm. um and that's uh that's the end of part two of valor versus venom uh i'm you know like i said this about spy troops i'm enjoying this so much more than i ever thought i was going to you know you look at the bad reviews you look at kind of let's face it you know the you know subpar animation Mm -hmm. although i do think Mm -hmm. valor versus venom is is despite what we've said way better than spy troops as far as general blockiness and stuff i mean there's a picture in our facebook chat right now that would beg to differ (laughs) oh man thank y'all think we can rebuild this vehicle into something else i think we better have to (laughs) (laughs) did you see the goatee stroke chan i saw the goatee stroke and it was pretty foul (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, good. I, I I'm glad you it. found it. I'm glad you agree with me. We're going to have to. Oh, God. I <laughs> uh, love it. Love it. I love everything about this. I like the callbacks to Deke era G.I. Joe, uh, but improving it. I like the callbacks to G.I. Joe Extreme. I love the Serpentor storyline we're working with. Like, everything about this is basically working for me. Looks, I could nitpick if I wanted to, but I, who wants to live like that? I, I prefer to enjoy the macro of it, and I'll let some of the <laughs> Robert say, Clark you know, Canwood. You know who oh, would rather. Who knew? <laughs> you don't get this when we don't do video. I wouldn't have seen Robert Clark Chan. <laughs> then you could just I, pretend that his, his mis- misery doesn't exist. I feel like you should be able to hear me pointing at myself. <laughs> yeah, as soon the as The subtext you when it. you talk is thick. Yes. <laughs> I and mean, that's a fair point. Uh, in any case, that is Valor versus Venom Part 2. We'll be back next week for Part 3. And then we'll do our Valentine's Day episode because we planned this perfectly. Yeah. yeah Welcome yeah. to Vintage Knowing is Half the Podcast, where we do seasonal episodes two weeks after the season is passed. That's when everyone is in the mood for the season. Yep. Two weeks afterwards. Wait, isn't yeah. there what another? I think of in mid-January. Isn't there another mm, Christmas. holiday? Uh, what about we got to do? Uh, let's let's start thinking now. St. Patty's Day episode. We, gotta, mm. we have a St. Patrick's Day planned ahead of time. Look at the calendar. Easter. I have already programmed St. Uh, Patrick's Day. Easter's going to fall right into uh, uh, where we're beginning season seven and starting with GI Joe. But we'll we'll take a break. I bet we could find some ba- some real bad Easter cartoons because Easter has the added okay. badness of being one of the religious holidays. Mm-hmm. It's a fun secular holiday, though, if you got kids. Oh, yeah. I still color Easter eggs every year. I love it. Yeah. But I'm just saying, if you're going to do a kid's cartoon, I'm sure that there's going to be some sort of like Jesus mention. We got a Davy and Goliath out there somewhere oh, that we can oh, uh, awful, awful. that we can plug in. Yeah, I make the a Easter pizza special. game and I color eggs every year. I love I love a holiday. You guys know me. Yeah, holidays. I'm, I'm, I don't love them. Like holidays are great. Then say like, mm, I like to smash me some coloreds <laughs> and then start stepping on the eggs. I stroke my goatee when I say, mm. <laughs> guys, that was that was wildly inappropriate <laughs> <laughs> on many levels. Yes, somehow that's the most inappropriate thing that was said on this episode. <laughs> I'm probably wrong about that, too, quite honestly. This is knowing it's half the podcast, after all. The video oh explosion. God. You guys, do we want to do a VeggieTales Easter Oh, special? my God. Okay, like, let's, push, oh. let's push season seven back one week oh. so we can do a VeggieTales Easter. I've yes, yes, seen, Chad. Yes, I want to. I've only to. seen, like, real quick clips of VeggieTales, and oh it God. is it Never. is torturous. Put it on the board, Chan. We're we're holding back season seven one week <laughs> before we get into GI Joe Sigma Six oh. in season seven, and that will be a, a, a conundrum for me the entire season. Oh, he has <laughs> risen. Oh, I am ready for. I, I hearing about Veggie Tales, I might have risen. Um, <laughs> yeah, wait, that means you, you got a boner for Veggie Tales. Uh, yeah, I'm excited about the prospect of us watching a Veggie Tales <laughs> Easter now. Yes. Uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. As I stroke my goatee. Mm, Mm. Veggie tails. Veggie tails on Easter. Mm. (laughs) We go have to. Oh, Oh, if we were getting paid for this, we would be fired. Somehow made it worse. (laughs) 
Um, anyway, that is Knowing is Half the Podcast, Fallon versus Venom Part 2. Uh, do you guys have anything uh, that you want to plug coming out? Any big events coming out? Besides, of course, Reclaim Detroit, the Vampire the Masquerade oh, audio drama. Go me. to VampireDetroit.com and listen to episodes one through five <laughs> as we work on the rest of season one. Kill me. Oh, you can also check out, uh, now that we, we get, uh, this is out, Justice League Mortal, the Justice League uh, audio drama where I will be playing the role of Batman. That's right. Batman and Justice League Mortal, a four-part audio drama extravaganza. Find it wherever you podcast and alongside and find my Twitter, too. It, it'll be on there. It, if, if you're following me in any socials, I will be posting about it. Uh, go check it out. I think I think it's gonna uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun, and I hope my portrayal as Batman does not make you angry. Oh, it's gonna make me angry. I know it. I mean, that's a guarantee right there. I guarantee. I guarantee. <laughs> I'm gonna have to do it. <laughs> that's become my new catchphrase. Just unfortunately, um, I'll be doing that all the time now. So sorry, everybody. <laughs> sorry, everybody in Video Land, because now you have to see it. Oh. Nothing else seems like anybody wants to plug, so we'll just make this happen. Facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast. We're getting a little bit more active on there now. Patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast. This episode you just listened to is a video episode. You can listen to the unedited full version of it uh, and, and see all our smiling faces uh, and see my green screen because nobody should see my garage. Ugh. I showed it to Gina once and she nearly turned into ashes terrible. on the spot. It That's was terrible. Terrible. It was it was because I don't have the garage of a psycho uh, where everything uh, is like organized. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. The garage. Yes, I do. Absolutely have the garage of a psycho. Oh no! I thought it was a normal person. I've been in normal people's houses, and it's very messy. You know what? We don't don't judge us. That's how we live, us normies. Well, I'm one of you. Is what I'm trying to say, normies. That's how it works, right? They'll believe me now, right? Yeah, they'll, Vote for they'll me. give you more That's money. Anyway, you can also check us out at uh, uh, twitter.com, some website uh, that unfortunately is butchering me with the for you section instead of following and keep switching back mm. until I want to throw my phone through a wall. Mm-hmm. What a dumb website that is. What a dumb app. They basically ruined it. They'll fix you it. Got, you they, got, they'll, they will quietly fix it eventually. They'll pull on Netflix. Yes. Somebody will. And, and uh, the promoted tweets in replies is now also disgusting. Uh, I'm very unhappy about that. Uh, but every promoted tweet gets blocked. So that's the good luck with that. Eventually they'll run out, right? Is that how it works? Yeah. Is that how anything works? Anyway, find us on the Twitterverse at GI Joe podcast, but individually I am at almighty Ray. I am not. (laughs) I am at Gina Ippy and at the ghost of 999 RPMs. Uh, Or just tweet at AE Doubleback. Is that that the name of the Calder uh, Calder Appreciation Network? Listen, leaving Twitter is pointless if you still have another Twitter. He still has nine Twitter accounts. It's not like he's even really doing anything. Yeah, but I don't feel guilty for not doing anything now. You know what? I'll play the wizard game at my friend's house and I'll buy it for him, but I won't play it myself at my house. The what an ally you are, Chan. The wizard game? Yeah, the Harry Potter game that came out that everybody wants people not to play. Right. You'll go to somebody's house and buy it for them and play it like an Amish with power tools um, so you can maintain your aura of um, of Chan. I think that's racist. Hmm. Is it to the Amish? Well, they don't listen. It's fine.
gripping up the hold on tight. You got to do the fighting with all of your might. You got to keep the target straight ahead on your sides. It's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found.